Hi there, my name is Alex Faust and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. And I'm very, very excited to have David Emerald Walmerdorf here with us today. If you're not familiar with David, uh, he's the best-selling author of The Power of TED, The Empowerment Dynamic, and Three Vital Questions, Transforming Workplace Drama. He is also the creator-in-chief of the Center for the Empowerment Dynamic and works close in close collaboration with his partner, Donna Zajon. The Empowerment Dynamic and Three Vital Questions framework are used around the world by individuals, teams, and organizations to transform everyday drama and facilitate teamwork, change, and productivity. So today, we're going to focus on how his framework has evolved over the last 20 years from TED, the Empowerment Dynamic, to the Three Vital Questions, and now uh, Donna's new book, which is about coaching with the Empowerment mm-hmm. Dynamic, uh, published about a year ago. So, David, right. welcome to Conversations at the Edge, and uh, where are you calling in from today? Uh, Bay Ridge Island, Washington. And Alex, it's always great to be with you. Can you talk about the backstory of how the Empowerment Dynamic um, you know, kind of came yeah. to be? Yeah, and it's actually quite personal. Uh, and there is a, a version of what I call the story behind the story that's now part of the um, the forward in the the Power of Ted book. Um, but going back, gosh, at least thirty years ago, uh, I went through um, a series over about eighteen months of <clears throat> of drama losses in my life. Uh, my dad, who I was very close to, had a very healthy relationship with, passed away. Uh, my wife at the time and I were trying to start a family, found out that um, I was medically infertile. And as a result of that, she really uh, withdrew from our marriage. And I've long forgiven her that she, she was uh, quite uh, quite introverted. And the reason why I'm bringing that up, and that's, that is part of the, the story that's in the power of Ted, is that I made a very healthy decision in working with, uh, today we would say a coach, but it was a therapist back then. And I got introduced to the drama triangle, uh, Stephen Cartman's um, view of relationship dynamics that has the roles of victim, persecutor, rescuer. And one morning I was doing just what I call my quiet time, kind of my own version of prayer, meditation, journaling, um, uh, contemplation. And I was in that contemplative space. And I said to the God of my understanding, I said, okay, I'm ready to surrender my victim stance in the world, but I need to know what's the opposite of victim. And the word creator just popped I know it was like just came into my mind and um, I'm going to use a little bit of a, of a Christian frame here uh, and I'm a, a deep respecter of all paths but I wish I could say like Paul on the road to Damascus my life was forever changed and that's not the case um, I just uh, would from time to time uh, think about journal about well if creator's opposite of victim is there an opposite uh, uh, to the um, persecutor is an opposite to the rescuer. And then fast forward to a little over 20 years ago, I was doing some uh, executive coaching at Notre Dame's uh, Stayer Center for Executive Development. And a guy came in and said, in the course of our conversation, said, you know, people come in my office and they're just such victims. And um, I had recently moved to the Pacific Northwest and come across the journal 
uh, some journaling around alternate triangles. And so I tried it out on it and it really connected. And then I shared that with Donna at the time, who was a master certified coach. And she's the one that uh, she said, is, is that original work? And I said, no, the drama triangle has been around for years. She said, no, the, 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 the other triangle. And I said, well, yeah, it's just something I've been thinking about. So she really encouraged me to write it down. Then there was the whole journey of, I thought it was going to be a, you know, because I come out of an organizational world, I thought it was going to be a, a nonfiction book, but got encouraged to, uh, to write a fable. So that's the, that's the story behind the story is a, a personal epiphany that then found some traction and being of service to others. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that and being so vulnerable with, with your experience. Um, I'm curious for those who might not have, you know, seen your course or, or read the book. Can you mm-hmm. talk about the alternate triangle and the different, uh, the sure. different points other than just yeah. creator? Yeah. Uh, so, so the, uh, and I refer to the drama triangle as the dreaded drama triangle or DDT. So because of the toxic nature of the relationship roles and dynamics. So the antidote to the role of persecutor is challenger and the, the notion that challengers call forth learning and growth. So whether they are uh, challengers who are being conscious and challenging you from a an outcome orientation, from a, a positive place, or if they are people, conditions, circumstances that are unwanted and unwelcome, if we can step back and say, you know, excuse my language, this sucks, and what's here for me to learn. So that's the challenger is the antidote to the role of the uh, of the persecutor, and then the 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 rescuer role, uh, which is well intended, but very often has a uh, a shadow side to it because it reinforces the powerlessness of the victim. The antidote to the rescuer is the role of coach, who sees the person that they're supporting. So it is a supporting role as being ultimately responsible, capable, resourceful. Um, so the the points on the empowerment dynamic triangle. Our creator, challenger, and coach. Great, I appreciate you uh, you sharing that. Um, you know, I know your background is in organizational leadership and organizational development. So, can you talk a little bit about how you know you use that to create you know your methodology and the three vital questions? And mm-hmm. maybe we can talk about those three questions as well. Sure, sure. Well, and what I would say is. Um, over time, as frankly, more and more organizations, as well as individuals, um, they came across TED, many organizations started to adopt it as part of their, their culture. Um, I was encouraged to um, draw from my own experience and to um, bring it into explicitly into an organizational leadership context. And that's what the three vital questions is. So it takes the, the same frameworks uh, that are in the power of TED, re kind of reorients them in terms of sequence um, and then applying it to how does it get applied and show up in an organization. So here are the three, the three questions. The first of the three vital questions is where are you putting your focus? And are you focusing on problems or are you focusing on outcomes? Um, and so that mindset question is quite key because the mindset then sets the conditions for relationship roles and dynamics. So the second of the three vital questions is how are you relating? How are you relating to others? How are you relating to your experience? And frankly, how are you relating to yourself? And are you relating in ways that produce or perpetuate drama? 
Or are you relating in ways that empowers others and yourself to be more resourceful, resilient, and innovative? So that obviously gets into the DDT and then the empowerment dynamic. And the third vital question I'm, is what I'm curious, are- David, before we get to the third question, I'm wondering the on the second question in relatedness, is that, you know, is there like a spectrum in which you can relate to yourself or is it like kind of one or the other? You're relating to yourself, yeah. you know, in this drama sure. focus area or in more of a positive light? Well, it's not an either or. And so okay. in a sense, it is it is a bit of a continuum. And from a frankly, from not to get theoretical, but from an adult learning standpoint, having that duality or that the uh the, the kind of points on the continuum is helpful for people to, to get. And one of the things that we know is that what I would say is that the empowerment dynamic, the roles of creator, challenger, and coach transcend and include the, the drama roles. So we all go reactive at times. We all find ourselves at times feeling victimized, um, or, and or being kind of persecuting, um, coming down on people. And certainly I know as a recovering rescuer, it's really easy to slide back into fixing, taking care of, et cetera, in ways that are disempowering rather than empowering. So it's not an either or. It's really about um it's really about being aware of the roles that we play, the dynamics that we engage in and working with others, living with others, and being at choice as to what uh, dynamic uh, is most appropriate to the situation that we're in. Appreciate you taking yeah. deeper on that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, so the third final question is what actions are you taking? And um, the subtext there is, are you merely reacting to whatever's the incoming that's out of the problem orientation? Or are you taking creative and generative action, including the solving of problems in service to the outcomes that you are wanting to create? So it's where is you putting your where are you putting your focus? How are you relating? And what actions are you taking? Are the three questions? Great. I'm just kind of curious if we can talk a little bit about you know if there's a lot of CEOs and senior leaders you know, in the community listening in, um, if they are wanting to build a business where leadership is coming from that coaching mindset versus managing or rescuing, mm-hmm. what are some you know? I guess, steps towards uh, empowering the team mm-hmm. to be able to kind of build those skills and, and have that acumen to, to lead the team in the way that you know, you're suggesting. Um, do we have another hour or so? No, just, <laughs> just kidding. I, you know, what comes to mind, Alex, is that uh, one of the drum beats in this work is outcomes, outcomes, outcomes. And so one of the key things that I would say to the, the leaders, the CEOs, the team leaders that, that are listening is to, to continually focus on outcomes. What is it that we want to create? What is it that we want to have happen? And then what problems might we need to solve in service to that? So, um, you know, one of the, one of the key, um, pieces of advice that I have is, a mantra that I refer to as ask first, tell second. And I need to explain that. I think in, you know, from a rescuing mindset, from a traditional management mindset, let's say you're a direct report of mine and you come to me and you say, David, I've got this issue. What do you think I should do? 
the traditional response would be, Alex, I think you should do A, B, C, and D. What else have you thought about? That's a tell first, ask second approach. Power comes from taking an ask first, tell second. So you come to me, lay out the problem. I understand the problem. I'm thinking A, B, C, and D. But I start with, well, Alex, what have you thought of? And you're likely to say something like, well, I think I should do A, B, D, and E. Now, I've got a great opportunity to reinforce your thinking and say, Alex, think A, B, and D are spot on. Hadn't thought about E. I think that's a great idea. The only thing I'd add is I'd have you um, consider or do C as well. Now, you're going to go off much more highly motivated because you're implementing your thoughts in relation to an outcome. Um, and uh, it gets me out of having to be the one who's always got the answer as the rescuer. So that's a that's to great. me that's a, a really critical uh, mantra to to adopt. Um, but as we move into you know 2023, uh, David, I'm curious what is you know what's your strategic focus moving forwards mm-hmm. or anything you know that you're taking from you know the past 20 years and saying in 2023 this is really the thing that I want to make sure the world knows. Oh, great question. And I would say that for 2023, my focus is more strategic than ever. And I'm going to say something that's a little bit blasphemous in the business world here in that for much of the the first 20 years, we've just, we've not been strategic. We've just been following the breadcrumbs and being opportunistic and responding to, um, to requests, um, conversations, et cetera. And so, um, in 2023, it is about being more strategic. We're working with a, a business development coach. Um, we're building out the Center for the Empowerment Dynamic. Continuing, we, we now have over 100 certified trainers in nine countries. Um, so uh, really uh, leveraging that. And um, and I just lost my train of thought. But the, the well, and that the strategy. So I'm going to share with you again, Outcomes and having outcome statements is really uh, central to this work. So here's the outcome statement that's going to guide us, me, for a long time. And that is the Center for the Empowerment Dynamic has the infrastructure, the people, and the financial resources sufficient to abundantly serve the next seven generations. So really taking the, the long view of leadership and um, putting into place, because this work, I feel really blessed this work in a sense came through me, but this work is not about me. This work is not about Donna. This work is about um, all of us having the the capability as creators um, to be leaders of our own lives, to be leaders in relationship to others. Um, and that's really what the focus is for, for the long game. So I'm just curious, any final thoughts um, or takeaways you want to share with the community uh, before we go today? Um, I think what, what I would share is that um, living into and leading from the empowerment dynamic is a lifelong process. And to, to realize that those DDT roles live within all of us, and it's not about making them bad. It's just being able to really understand the limitations that those roles have for success, the, the limitations they have for empowering, um, empowering relationships. And that it's, you know, as long as the, the trajectory is two steps up to one step back, we're making progress. 
you know, I go reactive, we all go reactive, but if we can see it and uh, recognize it the, uh, sooner, we can make empowered choices around how we do uh, choose to respond to others, to our experience, and even internally to ourselves. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again, and see you next time.